I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. As we look ahead to 2013, healthcare organizations face a number of regulatory challenges, including the implementation of the long-overdue HIPAA omnibus package, if that's released soon. Today, we're speaking with Lisa Soto, who heads the global privacy and data security practice of law firm Hunton and Williams. Lisa will discuss how healthcare chief information security officers, chief information officers, and other leaders can prepare for some of the key privacy and security-related regulatory issues looming in 2013. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Marianne. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tell us a little about your organization and your role. As you mentioned, I am the head of Hunton and Williams Global Privacy and Data Security Group. We are about 25 lawyers strong around the world, uh, and we advise on privacy and data security issues for clients in every industry sector, uh, very much including healthcare, which of course is deeply affected by privacy and data security issues. As I mentioned, the HIPAA omnibus package is long overdue. What do you expect to see in that package? Why is it important, and why is it so late? That's all good questions. Uh, Marianne, based on the, the proposed rule, which HHS published in, in July of 2010, we do know what some of the significant major changes to the HIPAA rules that will be reflected in, in omnibus package are likely to be. So we're looking at a few, and I'll mention a few key issues. First, we, we will likely see application of the HIPAA security rule and the enforcement rules penalty provisions directly to business associates. And of course, this is critical because it brings a huge new group of entities into the mix for HIPAA security rule compliance. We're also likely to see elucidation of the point of, of adding subcontractors to the definition of business associate and requiring business associates to enter into written contracts with those subcontractors. Those contracts are going to need to be substantially similar to business associate agreements. So, of course, that adds an enormous burden to business associates. We'll also likely see a revision of the definition of marketing. And this is, we believe this will elucidate which specific activities constitute marketing of protected health information. The fourth point is that the omnibus rule likely will clarify that a, biz, a business associate is not making a permitted use or disclosure under the privacy rule if it is not applying the minimum necessary standard to the use or disclosure. It's a great question as to why it's been so late, and there really is not a good explanation, but there's no question that the delay is quite significant. In March of 2012, Department of Health and Human Services sent the final uh, omnibus package to the Office of Management and Budget, and OMB had a 90-day review period at that time, and we all expected that the final uh, omnibus package would be published by the end of June of 2012. And in fact, there had been some noises about it being published even earlier in March. But on June 22nd, the OMB website indicated that OMB had extended its review of the omnibus package indefinitely, so we are still waiting. And what's the reason? Well, Again, not great reasons, but possible reasons are staffing issues. Maybe there's just too much going on. Uh, there also may be a potential backlog uh, created by the numerous other regulations that HHS is required to issue. Also, politics may play a role here. Uh, we don't know the answer to that. And then the, the final possible reason is that the changes may be much more significant than what, than what we're expecting and what was uh, contained in the proposed rule. So we have, we have yet to see. But in any case, it looks like the omnibus package is now expected sometime in 2013. 
being that the final rule isn't ready, how can CISOs and CIOs prepare and what should they be doing? You know, they really should be doing what they should have been doing all along, but this gives, uh, I think, new impetus to, to get moving even quicker. So I would say they, they really should seek to ensure that they've conducted risk assessments to identify the risks and vulnerabilities in their security framework. This certainly should include mobile device security because the use of mobile devices like laptops and tablets are becoming increasingly ubiquitous in the healthcare sector. So CISOs really should be thinking about an encryption strategy for these devices based on the types of information stored on and accessed through the devices. and. Also, they should be developing strong security incident response procedures to manage potential breaches of PHI. So one good tool that we recommend for CISOs and CIOs to use in reviewing their HIPAA compliance is the audit protocol that the Department of Health and Human Services published on its website. The protocol is very useful. It's presented in a sortable table format, and it lists the applicable sections of the relevant rules and the performance criteria. Plus, it lists key activities and audit procedures that are associated with each section. It also indicates, and, and this is helpful, which implementation specifications are required and which ones are addressable. Another key item that we always recommend is to focus on the security of vendors and, of course, in the healthcare uh, space and, and using HIPAA parlance, vendors are business associates. What we're seeing is that a growing number of breaches involving PHI occur when the business associate possesses the data rather than the covered entity itself. So I think that CISOs and CIOs should look at the final HIPAA omnibus package as an opportunity to improve business associate security management. Besides the HIPAA omnibus package, what other data security and privacy regulations should healthcare organizations be watching for for 2013? There's so much on the agenda. This is It's such a, a fast-paced, quickly changing environment. Certainly, healthcare organizations ought to review the recent uh, HHS guidance on the, the methods for de-identifying PHI in accordance with the HIPAA privacy rule. Uh, the, the guidance addresses both the identification methods, first the, the statistical expert method for de-identifying PHI, and second, the safe harbor method, and, and really give some examples of what is is or is not considered PHI and how to, to manage the identification. I think it's also going to be very interesting to watch what happens with the proposed uh, rules regarding accounting of disclosures and access reports, uh, reports. So as you might remember, these rules were proposed in May of 2011, and they would revise the existing privacy rule provisions regarding the accounting for disclosures provisions and also provide individuals with a new right to obtain an access report. The access report would specify which individuals which specific individuals have accessed electronic PHI in a designated record set. And this provision in particular, the, the provision regarding an access report, is highly controversial. It would require covered entities to produce reports that would need to contain certain content requirements, like the date and time of access and a description of the action taken by the individuals that accessed the PHI. So opponents of the access report requirement 
are, have been talking now for a long time about the fact that this obli- obligation would be enormously complex to comply with, um, very time-consuming, and would impose a substantial and, and quite costly technological burden on covered entities, particularly in light of the large number of individuals that access individuals' PHI. So in addition to the federal level, we also need to watch what the states are doing. Certainly the states are very active in the privacy and data security arena. One example of this is that in September of 2012, Texas's new health privacy law became effective, and, uh, and this law is broader than HIPAA. The term covered entity is much broader than uh, the definition under HIPAA for covered entity, and it also imposes additional training requirements and mandates that healthcare providers provide individuals with access to their data within 15 days of their request. So we should watch the states. Uh, There may well be additional health privacy laws that are enacted in, in the various states. Given all these requirements and some of this uncertainty, what would you say is the top advice for healthcare organizations in preparing for compliance with security and privacy regulatory issues next year? We really need to watch the the landscape very carefully. I would say the top advice would be to conduct a risk assessment, that the assessment that's required by the the HIPAA security rule to identify risks and vulnerabilities to EPHI, and then to focus on implementing security measures to address those risks and vulnerabilities that are identified. There has been just a huge number of breaches involving healthcare organizations And these breaches include those that result from human error and also that result from malicious attempts to access data. So it's very important for healthcare organizations to focus their energies on seeking to prevent these sorts of incidents. Thanks, Lisa. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.